Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. When Bob and I were first thinking about the sacred assembly, we found it interesting to consider what does it look like to have the sacred assembly as kind of the last event that felt a little bit too loosey-goosey for us, like a little bit too ragged of an ending. It's sort of like in a movie, you have your climactic fight and that's beautiful and exciting, but it would be very odd to just stop it there and not have any of the loose ends tidied up. (laughs) And so we thought it would be really lovely to bring back one more time together those who had been invited to bring back the Stoll family and anyone who was able to attend and we were super happy to have anybody really that the organizers wanted to come. If all of the prayer people wanted to join us, that would be great. And so when the organizers were thinking about this, they realized that their church fronts the square. And they thought anybody who goes to our church who happens to come to this square for the sacred assembly is going to look over and see, oh, the lights are on. Oh, it looks like there's a party. It looks like they're having food. Let's go eat. And so they thought, let's not do that. Let's go to one of the houses of one of the locals and enjoy a meal together as in, I mean, not exactly like invitation only, but just to keep the group together that was there for the weekend. Well, it ended up raining so hard at this house, which again, not far, like 15 minutes out, but it rained so hard. They said, we can't host this. Like it's going to destroy. I don't know that they said it's going to destroy our lawn, but for all of the reasons why you wouldn't want to have a lot of guests come over to your house in all of their cars after a heavy rain, they said, let's, let's go ahead and just shift the venue to the church. And so we did our best to get the word out so that people knew to just walk across the square and enter for the food. Well, what happened was exactly what the organizers had suspected would happen is it became (laughs) a party for everybody who attended the church and everybody else. And so instead of the 64 or so that I had uh, given as the, the head count, there were probably over a (laughs) hundred. And again, it's precious because we love people and we love the Lord. And yet the caterer didn't necessarily know in advance, like, oh, I'm going to have one third extra people. And so what I loved about that meal was that as far as I could tell, the Lord multiplied the food. But I kind of watched. I was starving because I had been fasting that day. And I knew that several of the other organizers had also been fasting. And Bob, who I'm sure was also fasting, was just chatting it up with all of the people. And I thought, he's not going to get any food. (laughs) But there's another part where you're like, he is also an adult and he can, you know, I'm not going to say he can take care of himself, but I mean, more or less, right? So what astonished me and blessed me was the organizers had so kindly prepared a couple of pieces of chicken using gluten-free seasonings, but several of the gluten-free people had left 
And I was one of the first to go through the line because I was very hungry and I hadn't realized that there was gluten-free chicken. So my chicken apparently had a little bit of gluten on it, but I was very okay with that. And uh, it, it was just lovely for me to see that when Bob went and was like, is there possibly any more food <laughs> that the organizer said, I actually do have one more plate with the gluten-free topping on it. And so Bob too was provided for. Isn't that beautiful? I just thought that was like the cherry on top that the Lord truly was the God who provides for all of us. Thank you, Lord. Amen.